everyone. Welcome back to the New Community Church Podcast. This is Alita, a pastor here at NCC, and Caleb's asked me to host today since he's preaching. We're continuing our series in Ephesians, which has a lot to say about the church. Paul talks about God's vision for the church and how we, as God's people, get to show the world what life with Jesus looks like. And today we're looking at our place inside the church. How do you and I fit into God's big plan for the church? Thanks for joining us today. It's a great message, and I'm glad you're here. So take out some notes and get ready. Here's Pastor Caleb. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Man, this is awesome. It's so good to see so many people here together. And it's just, it's really great to see. I want to say welcome to New Community Church. If you're able to be here, thank you for being here. And this is so important that we gather and we grow and we learn and encourage one another. And if you're joining us online, thanks for joining us today. I know we're not all able to be here right now, and that's okay. So thanks for joining us online as well. Um, I'm Pastor Caleb. I'm the creative pastor here at NCC, and I, thank you, I am really honored to be able to share with you this morning um, just the word that I feel like the Lord has led us to uh, for today. Man, I feel like it's so good and challenging for us. So um, before we get into anything, I want to just take a moment and just all together we would focus our hearts on the Lord, because what we're doing, like this is all about Jesus, right? And so let's just take a moment Remind ourselves of that before we even get into the word and just let the Lord speak to us, okay? So why don't you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for this moment. I thank you that we get to be here together. I thank you for the body, Lord, that we get to be a part of something so great and encourage one another. Lord, and during these next few moments, would you just speak through me? Lord, speak to each of us. Help us to to see what you're calling us to do and what you want for us, Lord. We just take a moment to reflect on you because this is all about you, and um, we want to remember that. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good, right? He is so good, and he is encouraged with that in worship, and I hope that throughout this message we remember that, that God is good and he wants um, good for us. Um, We are continuing the series on Ephesians. Hope you guys have enjoyed this last couple weeks studying this book and getting kind of into the details of what the word is saying. What does this book of Ephesians really have to say about us? And throughout the book, Paul is writing and talks about the church. He talks about what the church looks like in the world, what God's vision is for his church, and he talks about our place in the church. And today we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and look at our place in the church. And that's what we're going to kind of focus in on. So you can open up um, the Bible app. If you have the NCC app, you can find the Bible on there as well. And if you're online, there's a, a tab right there on your screen where you can click on the Bible. And you can go to Ephesians chapter 4. That's where we're going to be reading today in just a little bit. And before we get there, I, I want to take a moment and just all get on the same page, okay? Because I want to make sure that we're on the same page as far as the word church goes, that we are all understanding what, what does it mean when we read church in the scripture. And 
hopefully being around NCC for any time at all, you understand like church is not just this building or just sitting here in this room, but the church is us. It's you and me on the wall outside. We are the church and that's what we believe at NCC and what the scriptures tell us that the church is God's people. The church is not just limited to this building, but the church is God's people. And even that being said, like, I know this. I've known this for a while, but I'll still say things like, hey, I'm going to meet you up at the church later, or like, hey, I'm going up to the church today. Like, I'll talk about it like it's this location, but I just want you to know, like, that's okay. Like, it's not a terrible thing that we say that. You're not going to get in trouble for it. In our language today, in our culture, like, that just makes sense. And so that's okay, but we need to remind ourselves that church is God's people, And that goes beyond this room. Like, we are the church here, but the church goes around the world. The church is God's people around the world. We're a part of something so big. And we have to remember that. When we read scripture, we read about the church, and we see that that is God's people. So when we read about the church today, remember, we're talking about God's people. And that includes you. That includes me. And we have to remind ourselves of this. Pastor Aaron um, shared with us last week about the church bringing out the new humanity to the world, that Jesus came to the earth and he showed us a new way to live, the good news, that we don't have to live the way we used to, and the church, God's people, now get this awesome responsibility to carry that new humanity into the world and show people what that new life looks like. This is the place of the church in the world, but then what is our place, you and me, what is our place in the church? So that's what we're going to look at today How do we fit into what the church is? And that's what Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter four. So we're gonna start at verse 11. We're gonna read a few verses and then I'm gonna go back and we're gonna kind of break it down a little bit. So open up, look at your Bible. It'll be on the screen if you're not able to see it in front of you. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's good stuff. We're going to break it down. We're going to understand where do we fit into this. He says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. He says, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. He's not saying this is the church. He's saying these are the gifts that God gave to the church. The pastors, the teachers, apostles, those are people that God has given to the church, to God's people. He has given to serve God's people for the benefit of God's people. And we get so mixed up sometimes thinking, oh, this is the church, like that's not me. We are the church, you and me. And some people God has placed in position of pastor or teacher to serve the church. And he says that their responsibility is to equip God's people. But then it talks about God's people. What is God's people's responsibility? To do his work, 
and build up the church, the body of Christ. Underline that in your Bible. Highlight it on the app. That is our responsibility as the church to do his work, to carry out his works into the world. Build up the church, the body of Christ. And it says that this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. And it's literally translated to become a fully, let me make sure I get this right, it literally translates to become a perfect, full-grown man. And he says man, and just in this illustration of a body, right? But that's all of us together. And I want you to see this. This is not each of us separately becoming mature on our own. This is us together doing the work of God in the world. And now we become one full-grown body. The maturity comes in the church, That's us as one unit, and we have to see this because that kind of unity, the church maturing, that's our goal. It's not just me, but it's now about the church, about the body of Christ maturing together. So there's a few things that I want us to learn about this passage. The first of which comes right out of that, that we are each one part of the whole. We are each one part of the whole. And the one part part of that is easy for us to understand because we're unique, we're different, we're special and like different from other people, but we are a part of the whole. That's what we have to understand, that our focus is now on the body. When we become a part of the body, that's what we focus on now. A little bit about me, if you didn't know, I've been married for a little over a year. Come on, shout out to my beautiful wife, Alita, over there. You saw her up here playing the keys, matching in our jean jackets today. We've been married for a little over a year, and it has been awesome. Like, love it. I love marriage. We've had a ton of fun together. But it's been difficult. And if you guys, I mean, if you have any close relationships in your life, you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's compromise. There's growing. There's changing that happens. And that's difficult. And one of the most important things that I've learned about this marriage relationship is how do we live as one together in this world? Because the Bible says that, In that relationship, a man and a woman will leave their father and mother, and they'll become one. And this is what I've learned that looks like. I look out for Alita's needs, and I put her needs before my own. And then she does the same. She puts my needs before her own. And now I'm not so concerned about my own needs because I'm concerned about Alita. And I know she's got my back. She's taking care of me, so I'm going to take care of her. And she's doing the same. And now the cycle continues where I'm serving my wife and my wife is serving me, where now we live as one because that relationship now doesn't exist without both of us being there. And that unity in that relationship, I realize is so important in marriage, but what I've realized recently, especially studying the scripture, is like that goes beyond just that relationship. That's the church, that we serve one another. I'm looking out for your needs. You're looking out for my needs. I'm not concerned about myself because I know someone's got my back. And you're not concerned about your own needs because someone's got your back. That's what the body of Christ is all about. It's just this cycle. We serve one another, and that's how the body is built up. And it's this awesome picture of us uniting together, building up the whole. Verse 13, he says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord. It says the maturity comes from that unity. We become so unified together as one body, then we become mature. It says measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. 
and we will not be influenced when people try to trick us. That's when we reach maturity, when we see that unity in the church, in the oneness of the church. And that's when we're not tossed around anymore. We're no longer immature because we're standing together. That's what Pastor Aaron was talking about last week. A triple braided cord is stronger than one cord on its own. We're stronger together because we're standing together. We're not gonna be blown about by all the new teaching, the new ways of living and ways of doing things because we have each other to lean on, each other to take care of us and to take care of you. And I wanna show you um, a cool picture of this kind of unity. Um, It's a short video that I wanna share with you. It's a really great picture of this. In Catalonia, which is a community in Spain, the people there for hundreds of years have held a ceremony where they build human towers. And these are called castells. It's just this, this symbol of unity, of strength as a people. But what is really cool is when you see it, like you see that these people, no matter where they come from, what their background is, they're unified for this common goal, to build the tower to make it sturdy and strong. The whole is more important than their singular Um, own desires or own needs, that they're concerned about the whole. And it doesn't matter who I'm standing next to or who I'm holding up, because if the whole is strong, then we are all successful together. And so I want you to watch um, this quick video real quick. crazy, right? Like, yeah, you watch it, you're like, what in the world? But it's cool. And that video comes from a short, um, a short film documentary by National Geographic. You can find that on YouTube and watch it. It's really moving. It's a really cool video. But you see what these people do. They're focused on the whole. And he says, like, you might be stepping on your boss one day, and that's okay. And he laughs about it. And like, but that's the point. Like, it's not about where you come from or your social status. It's about the one common goal. That whole is more important than how you and I relate to one another in other ways. But that's what the body of Christ is about. It's about being unified, that we would build up the whole. That's our focus now. And that's the unity Pastor Aaron was talking about last week. We've become one in Christ. And what we realize is being a part of this whole is that we're not complete on our own. We don't have everything we need when we're all on our own. If we're a part of a body, think about a part of your body, like your hand. If this was out on its own, crawling around, first of all, we'd all probably leave the room, right? Hopefully, I'd be out of here. There's a hand crawling around on its own. It's like trying to find its way around. It can't see anything, so it's like bumping into stuff. 
it doesn't make any sense, right? It would just be weird. It just isn't how it's supposed to be. First Corinthians actually talks about this, and it says, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Amen. I agree. It would be so strange if the body had one part only. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. You and me were here before. We used to be that hand crawling around on its own, trying to find its way, just trying to survive alone. We know people who are there now. There may be people in the room who are in that position now. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm all by myself. It doesn't make any sense. But that's where the body comes in because when we found Jesus, we found the body. We found where we belonged. Like, we now weren't, it wasn't just up to us. There's so much more we can do now as a part of the body because this is where our purpose was supposed to be. This is where we belonged this whole time. And people are looking for this. They're searching for where they belong. What is their purpose? It's in the body. But not everybody finds it. And we need to show people that. We're a part of something bigger. We have purpose. And it's not just about us anymore. It's not just about me. Because I now am part of something bigger and something more important than finding my way on my own. Each one of us is a part of the whole, and that whole, the body, is led by Christ, who is the head. And that's the second thing I want us to see in this passage, that Christ is the head. Verse 15 says, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. He gives control, and we carry it out. I want everybody to do something with me, sitting in the room. If you're online, you can do this with me. Everybody raise your right hand up in the air. You might have to think about, like, which one's my right, which is my left. Raise your right hand up in the air. Now raise your left hand up in the air. Now wave them around like you just don't care. Come on. This is awesome. I was hoping there'd be plenty of people in here to do that with me. You can put your hands down. Now, I want you to think about how did you just do that? Like you thought about, like, I'm going to raise my arm up in the air. I'm going to raise my left arm. You might have had to think a little bit about which is which because I was up here doing the opposite. And you had to intentionally think, like, I'm going to wave my arms, right? Hopefully you did because if your arms started waving themselves and you didn't even think about it, like there's something wrong, okay? Like you know that something's wrong if your body parts are moving independently from your brain and what you think. If I'm preaching up here and my hand's like going crazy... <laughs> Y'all might think I'm just passionate, but like something's wrong. And hopefully you'll tell me like, hey, you need to go get that checked out. Like, you know that something's not right there, but that's us in the body. The direction and the cues of where we need to go, what we need to do come from the head, come from Christ. And if we're all doing our own thing, if we're moving independent from the body, if we're doing our own thing that's separate from what the head's telling us to do, we know there's something wrong. It's obvious. The body works together from the head. The cues and directions in our life come from Christ. And that has to be true of the body as we work together as one. And this is what Paul is getting at. Everything that happens in our body, it comes from the brain. 
every function. Some of them we don't think about. Like when we become hungry, we didn't decide to be hungry. Our body tells us because our brain is giving us cues. Or some things we decide to do. Most of the actions we do, raising our hands up, walking around, we decide we want to do it. That all comes from the brain. Everything that we do in our body comes from the brain. And Christ is the head. And so he gives us those cues. Everything that we do as the body comes from Christ. We are part of that whole. And we know that something's wrong if we're all doing something independent from the body on our own. And what you realize about the brain is like it's physically connected to every part of your body. Your brain is connected to everything that happens in the body. Every action, every reaction, like that all happens from cues from the brain. We know that what, when we need food because of the brain, we know when something is wrong because of the brain. And without the brain, our body has nothing to do. There's no reason to move without the brain. There's no reason to continue doing anything without the brain. You can't do anything without your brain. The body has no purpose without the head. You know what I'm getting at. This is what Paul is saying. The body of Christ has no purpose. God's people, we have no purpose without Christ. Without the head, there's no purpose. There's no reason for doing anything without the head. Because he is what gives each part life. He's what connects everything together. We take cues and directions from the head and we carry its intentions into the world. That's what his body is here to do. Around the world, that God's people, we take cues and directions from Christ and we carry his goodness, we carry his power, we carry his love, his freedom into the world. This is how the world sees Christ. It's through us, through you, through me. This is personal responsibility that we carry God's goodness and his intentions into the world because we are his body. And if you're not in tune with what the head is saying, you're not going to know what to do. Because a part, like being a part of this body is being connected to the head and knowing Jesus and spending time with him and knowing what he's asking us to do. Those are the moments when we find ourselves disconnected from the head, from knowing what we're doing. That's when we find ourselves wandering on our own. We're following our own feelings. And then that sounds awfully familiar to what Paul is writing in Ephesians, saying being immature like children, tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. So how do we help the body keep growing and keep becoming mature and like Christ? It says that we reach maturity, we reach fullness of faith as we as God's people do his work. We build up the body of Christ. So how do we know what God wants us to do? Because all it says is we do what God is asking us to do. That's simple. But how do we know what he's asking us to do? Well, we listen. God will speak to us and he'll give us direction as his body, when we sit and we're quiet and we're listening to God speaking to us, he'll give us what to do. But if we're not taking time to let the Lord speak to us, we're not going to know what it is we're supposed to be doing. But it's just so simple. Do as the head is directing us to do. And we will work as one together. 
And it says that he's given pastors and teachers and apostles and prophets, evangelists, to the church. This community has pastors and teachers and leaders who have given, been given to the church to help equip you to do God's work. And so know that we are here to help you do that. The church doesn't end with the pastors, but it starts with us equipping God's people and that together we would do the work of God in the world. So I want you to think about your life. How are you serving this community? You think about New Community Church. How are you serving this community? How are you, what is God calling you to do as you serve here? Because this is important. What we're doing here, Sunday mornings, gathering together, encouraging one another, helping each other grow spiritually. This is important. And all of us should be involved in some way in helping the body grow here. So think about how is God calling you to serve here? And then how do we steward our place in life right now? In your relationships, the people that you know, the blessings God has given you, how do you steward that well? How are you serving your family? How are you serving your home? So let me remind you, this is not about you anymore. It's about the whole. It's about the body of Christ being built up. My life's not about me anymore. I am being given to serve my wife. I've been given to serve this community. Been given to serve my pastor. My life is about the body being built up because I'm one part holding up this big tower, this big body, bringing God's goodness to the world. There's a purpose way bigger than me being successful or me be feeling good about myself. And people knowing my name, that doesn't matter. I'm just a part of the body. And what they see is Christ. Knowing what God is calling us to do requires us being still, being quiet, and listening. It requires moments of just being with God, engaging with his word, taking time to listen to him. And as we hear him speak, then we obey. And we obey quickly without hesitation. It seems so simple, but that's, it is simple. We just are quiet, listen, and we obey. And as we obey, we're doing his work in the world. That's what he's called us to do. Now we're a functioning part of the body. And as all of us are doing this together, now the body is functioning well, being built up and growing into maturity. That's how we get there together. That we each do as God is calling us to do. And this is gonna look different for everybody. I think oftentimes we get too mixed up in what is the one thing about me that stands out is different from everybody else and this is my special gift and now this is the one thing I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. It's gonna look different. Different seasons, God's gonna call us to different things and whatever it is, is okay because God is asking us to do it. So just do as God is asking you to do. Doesn't have to be special, doesn't have to be prominent in front of people, but do as God is asking you to do as we're obedient, we're functioning parts of the body and growing into Christ. For, the last, for three years here, I was a student pastor. I was working in youth ministry years before then. And all that time, 
like God led me there and I was being obedient, but all that time I felt like this is not my special gift. This is not the one thing I'm so great at that people are gonna know, like Caleb Bagby, he's the youth pastor guy. But I was just obedient. And man, the blessings that came from that and I saw in my life and in other people because I was just doing what God asked me to do. I didn't really understand it all, but I was just being obedient. That's all he's asking of us. Be obedient. Do as he's asking us to, no matter what it looks like, period. And we grow together. And as I'm wrapping up, I want to share this one last thought with you. That as we read through the scriptures, that Christ's fullness is displayed to the world in the oneness of the church. In the unity of the church, of his people, then Christ's fullness sees the earth. And people see what God really is about. It's not just through me preaching a great word or going out and like being nice to somebody, but it's all of us together. That's when the world sees the fullness of Christ. Wow. Verse 13, this is from the English Standard Version. It says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, and it says to the, mature, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. As we continue to be functioning, well-performing parts of the body, then the body grows up into maturity and sees the fullness of God. Because Jesus sent us, he sent his people his church, to go do more than he could have done here on the earth. In that scripture, when Jesus sent, he says, you'll do more than I did, it doesn't really make sense when it says just me, like Caleb Bagby, I'm gonna go do more than Jesus when he was on the earth. But it's us together, and it makes a lot of sense, around the world, millions of people showing the goodness of God. People around the world are seeing this crazy, huge move of God around the world. And that's the fullness of Christ being shown to the world because his church is moving together. We are a part of something bigger than just me. We cannot do all that God has called us to do on our own. We have to know that. I can't do everything God's called me to do alone. I need the body. I need to grow with the body. And I've seen this in my life that being a part of the body, I'm better because there's encouragement, there's accountability, there's challenge to keep moving forward, and that's available to all of us to grow and become better because of the body that we're a part of. That's bigger than just me. As we build one another up, the body grows, and we mature as one, and then we see God work in greater ways than we ever would on our own. All we have to do is listen to the head As he speaks, we obey. No matter what it looks like, make it happen. Don't hesitate, obey. And then we are well-functioning parts of his body, showing the world what God is all about. I wanna take a few moments and respond to this together. So if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes and let's just take a moment to reflect. Focus on the Lord, let him speak to you now. And you may be in this room, or if you're watching online, so maybe you as well, you think this community, this group of people that you're calling the church, this sounds great. Like, I want to be a part of that. 
I'm tired of trying to figure it out on my own or trying to just survive all alone. Well, you can. You can become a part of this body that's growing together, maturing together, that is led by Christ. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved, and you'll be a part of this family, this body that is moving together, growing and maturing. So if you want to make that decision to follow Jesus and live as a part of the body of Christ, we're going to pray a prayer all together. So if that's you, or even if you're in the room and you're a believer, let's say this together just as encouragement to one another. So repeat this after me. Jesus, I come to you. And I know I've messed up. I don't want to keep living the way that I have. I want to be a part of your family. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. And I ask you into my heart today. Forgive me of my sins. Direct my steps every day of my life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just celebrate together anybody who may have made that decision? That's huge. Because it's, it's us now together. And that's good. I want to take a moment and just pray for all of us that God would give us the courage to step out and do what he's asking us to do, no matter what it may look like. But I don't want to sit on the sidelines and watch God's body, his church, go impact the world and be on the sidelines watching. I want to be a part of that. So let's let the Lord speak to us. Ask that he give us a sensitivity to his voice, to hear him speak, and then the courage to obey and do it quickly. So let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for this moment that we get to come together, encourage one another. Lord, I thank you for your body that you have not given us to do it on our own, but you've given us each other to grow and mature as one together. What an honor that we get to be a part of something so big and so important to the world. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, give us a sensitivity in our spirit and our heart on a really personal level right now to hear your voice, to know as you're speaking to us, to know clearly what it is you're asking us to do. And then no matter what that looks like, Lord, give us courage to step out and go do what you've asked us to do, that we would see your fullness, Lord, impact this earth, that people would be changed, their lives transformed, redeemed back to you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. Take some time this week, even right now, and just be still and quiet before the Lord. Let him speak to you. And as he does, take that direction and move it into action. Let's do God's work as we're all functioning parts of his body. Here at NCC, we're all about making people and places new, and we wanna know how we can help you grow. 
So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.